I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know. From masterpieces to deep fried tacos. And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say, There's no telling where the guys will take you. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice, cause we're already. Broadcasting from the Lush Banat Lavish Studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude. This is Real Spoilers, Episode 761, Blade Creator. <laughs> Fair enough. It it rips off a lot of movies. Well, I mean, I think there's certain concepts that are kind of universal with sci-fi. and Yeah, but it's it's ripping off movies that aren't sci-fi. Okay, well, I'll be interested to talk about it for sure. Yeah, so uh, and ripping off is maybe a little harsh, but yeah. it, but uh, but uh, but anyway, I guess before we get to all that, let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. <laughs> this is Kevin, and this is Tom. In case you couldn't tell, that was not Joe. Uh, for the people not watching, this is why you have to watch on right. YouTube. You would never, you know. would never know that that was not actually Joe. And He's, those are the dangers of AI. Yes, that's if this movie has taught us nothing. <laughs> Except I think this movie taught us that AI is our friend and cute, and we should love it. Well, we'll get into that. Yeah. Too. <laughs> so, it's a complicated subject, yeah. but uh, but not for this movie. But uh, Joe is is not with us this week, but he should be back next week. But uh, so you'll just have to suffer through myself and Kevin, whereas I will just suffer through Kevin. Um, <laughs> Feelings mutual. <laughs> We're like Statler and Waldo. Yes, <laughs> which I'm whichever one is older. So. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, uh, before we get to all that, let's uh, do sh- some shameless plugs. Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeart, TuneIn. I guess I need to stop saying Google because Google Podcasts are Oh, man. Away. I'm so Like, Google Podcasts is the one I use on my Android You're phone. You're the one. And then... You're, like, like seriously. <laughs> so, like, for for the clip out, yeah. right? Like, wh- which gets yeah and i'm subscribed i'm the one on yeah here. like we get i mean we we get some serious downloads for the clip out yeah and i bet you every month whenever i get the google report 
it's less than a hundred downloads from yeah. Google Podcasts. Like almost. Well, I nobody. can't download it more than a hundred times, yeah. Tom. I told you I would help <laughs> I out, just, but I just—it's just fascinating I, how few people right. actually are using Google Podcasts, or they're pushing everybody to YouTube Music. Yeah, I mean, I out. guess that—I guess that could be good in a way. I mean, I know they're trying to promote their subscriptions to the music stuff. Yeah. I mean, if it gets more people to watch our YouTube channel, right? If it's somehow linked, I would guess yeah. it's going to be in the same ecosystem. I don't know, because it sounds... I haven't... Just a little bit I've read, it sounds like you just plug in your RSS feed, yeah. and it's going to live there with a the static image, which seems would create confusion for the people that are also producing video versions of the show. is weird. Like us. So I, I don't um, know. Like the, it's, the details at this point are sketchy. Okay. Wow. But so is Google. Right. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, back to Shameless Plugs. Don't forget, uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Uh, you can also uh, share an episode. It's super helpful to the show. It's greatly appreciated. It's just uh, free advertising for us, so more people check us out, and we're not doing this for no reason and our wives aren't mad that we're <laughs> wasting all this time wasting all our time on this so <laughs> people who were kind enough to share an episode over i guess the last two weeks that's right include chris valls gabriel lugo richard Kratzer, tom dowdy julian jordan phil time and chris magic man tammy lynn powers bets travis tewitt christopher rex heather Sachs, librarian cynthia lane levanway glenn cougar mellenberger ralph Tribble, taylor ward Brent Smith, Dissect That Film, Invasion of the Remake, Mike, Mike, and Oscar, The Film B, Ronnie Castle, Colby Mack, Geek to Me Radio, Binge Movies, In Session Film, Ryan Terry, Feel and Film, Nostalgia Cast, James Install, David the Red 17, Vertigay 314, Batman, Rye Guy, and Bat and Matt Naglia. So, so uh, thank Bat you. Matt Naglia, don't give away his secret identity. Yeah, sorry. So, uh, anyway, thank you very much for sharing an episode. We greatly appreciate it. Also, don't forget we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content, and we like you extra. So, uh, and the you, aforementioned YouTube channel. I was going to say that you're certainly watching at this very moment. Yeah. So, so if you're not on if you're not on Google Music or YouTube Music, you're definitely on YouTube watching this. Uh, I mean, you're running out of options unless you're an iPhone user. Yeah. Uh, so we had a few comments. Uh, you know, Joe was kind enough to mention our our longtime YouTube fan uh, Matt G Official TV, uh, now known as Matt Official TV, Ooh, as Joe has official. has dubbed him, and yes. uh, <laughs> he said he said he heard the shout out and i said don't you like the sound of official tv and he said i don't like it i love it <laughs> so he and i said trademark real spoilers so he is now matt official tv and also brad hyan said thank you very much for covering this episode he's been bugging me to cover it since he saw it in theaters and was happy we circled back so he wrote a big long explanation i don't want to spoil it because go listen to that episode if you haven't seen it see talk to me and then go read his youtube comment but he kind of broke down what it was an allegory for and some of the things we talked about and we had mentioned there was a that it was kind of like a drug movie right like right. where they would do montages and the kids were getting high on drugs and these kids were getting high on the supernatural experience so he went into that so thank you get high on life right not high on the afterlife right there you go see that's a that's <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's like a uh, Smokey, Smokey the Bear, or McGruff yes. the Crime Dog. It's a PSA that Tom is now <laughs> from Real Spoilers. And then finally, last but not least, we have a new user, at least. No, because Brad Hyen is least. Well, <laughs> right, just to be clear. <laughs> so we have a, forgive me if I'm messing that up, but Betherin 
RP2YN. I, that may be one that you or Joe I, mentioned before, but they said, I just want to comment to see if my name gets butchered again. Well, there's pretty much a guarantee on that. You're welcome. Or included in some Kevin conspiracy. Now, I don't remember I don't know. talking about any YouTube YouTuber conspiracy. We've, That's we've been doing this so long. People will reference things, and we're like, "We yeah. said what?" Oh, I probably one of those things where because the name Ryan is in the name, and we were talking about our family members liking ah, each other. So, gotcha. so since it's Bethrin dash RP two YN, that sounds ah, like Ryan. I think that was the gotcha conspiracy. But anyway, so thank you for commenting. And I mean, it's great. Like we've we've really obviously for a decade have been focusing on the audio portion, and we've posted stuff on youtube here and there but it never really got any traction right but now we have these cameras and new editing software and a lot of extra time and effort does go into the video so if, if you guys do watch stuff on youtube if you can give us a subscribe and check out the show and even if you still listen on your just your phone on your podcast player but subscribing to the channel helps we can get ad revenue after maybe like 500 subscribers and we're at i think 350 360 now so like we're getting there getting there maybe it's higher but i thought it was 500 something like that so if you can at least give us a subscribe and check it out because i mean uh you know we we like to think our production quality is decent as far as you know independent podcast goes for sure um well thank you yes so uh anyway there's all that again let's uh let's dig in shall we we shall. So this film was directed by Gareth Edwards, who most people probably know from Rogue One, a Star right. Wars story, which is one of my favorite Star Wars films. I think it's one of the best Star Wars films ever made. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, he also did that Godzilla movie in 2014, which I thought was good. It's the one with uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, you know, yeah. where they were brother and sister in the MCU and then they were husband and wife right. and that, which was just, <laughs> it was weird. I mean, obviously different studios, totally unrelated, right. but for two actors to so closely go and act in a right. movie together. So that was always kind of weird. But anyway, it wasn't Brian Cranston in that for a cup of coffee. Was that the one where he's in the beginning the, and then... yeah, I, I Or was that a different up. one? Or was that the newer... newer? That was the first like big reboot of Godzilla was okay. with Brian Cranston because he played... Because that was the one that was like Jaws. Yeah, yeah. And he even plays a character named Brody. Okay, okay. Um, And so I think... I think I'm conflating the He did the, the next then. one, the next which one. was King of the Monsters. M- most recently. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. But, um, uh, but not the one that was Godzilla versus King Kong. Got it, got it, yeah. Right. I'm, that I'm, one was garbage. Okay, yeah. I liked, I liked Kong Skull Island, and I think the guy that did Kong Skull Island is that... Um, Jordan, I, oh man, I'm, I'm blanking on the guy's name. He's also working on a Metal Gear Solid movie, which is like a long... Of all these, I think Kong Skull, Skull Island has been the best. That was fun, it right? Was like, that was fun. a big, It was like exactly what I wanted from a big, giant King Kong movie, which was just dumb fun. And uh, the other ones have either taken themselves a little too seriously, although I think King of the Monsters was was the best of the, of the Godzilla ones so far, and... And but then Kong versus Godzilla, which I hoped would have been like Skull Island, was a snooze fest. Was right? just kind of dumb. It was and like it's, I, I remember that yeah. one being boring. But the only ones I remember though are yeah. are this guy's Godzilla movie, yeah. and the Skull Island, which Jordan Vote Roberts is the one that directed that. And again, he's working on a Metal Gear Solid movie, which is a really famous video game series. And Oscar Isaac is cast in the lead like he's been it's been in development for a while so hopefully i mean i don't know if any of that has been filmed yet and especially with all the strike stuff which may be coming to a close at the time it sounds like it's pretty much all over but the shouting so yeah yeah so it will uh we'll see where all that goes but anyway so 
the point is Gareth Edwards, I think, is a really talented director, yeah. talented this writer, movie director. Looks amazing. Well, you know Especially... who the cinematographer is of this yeah. movie? So Greg Fraser, who's one of my favorite cinematographers working today for the past 10 years, he's been on fire. He did the cinematography for Rogue One, which right. is just an absolute gorgeous, I think the best looking Star Wars movie next to Ryan Johnson's. Like Rogue One is a beautiful film. And uh, he did The Batman, okay. which, you know, was an incredible looking right. movie. Dune, the new Dune movie right. he did. Yeah. So Greg Fraser is incredible. He just, he he captures these shots. And I think a lot of it, it's not, I mean, the whole movie looks incredible, but he does these establishing shots. And especially when you're creating a world like a futuristic Star Wars world or kind of a post apocalyptic cyberpunk, you know, futuristic like this one where there's machines, but things are kind of grungy and run down and all let, that. Let us look at it for yeah, a second. A, yeah, the establishing shots are so important. And I think that a lot of times directors, you know, who obviously play a big part in the scenes and everything, but even the cinematographers, they don't let you live in the world. And one thing I really love about this film and the cinematography is it lets it linger and they pull back and they show you the world. And it feels like this is a future that could really happen in a way that I can't believe this movie was made for only 80 million. Can you believe it? And that's what I'm saying. That's Greg Fraser for you. I think. And it was filmed on like a prosumer camera. It was filmed on like one of those high end, you know, 8K, whatever, like James Gunn films on red cameras, too. But like cameras weren't like those million dollar IMAX cameras or whatever. Yeah. Like it was filmed on something that a, uh, you know, indie filmmaker would pick up and make his movie. And, gotcha. And that is, well, so- and I guess that makes sense. Cause it, it's got a very art house vibe to it. Yes. Like it is very much like, I like the look and feel of this movie. I it didn't, the story was a little, I overall, I enjoyed it, yeah. but the story is a little wonky. Like I, I, I feel like, I feel like they're wrong. <laughs> well, I think it's like, a like, I, I think it depends on what you take from it. I, I think on the surface level, especially with all the discussion around AI yeah. and the writer's strike and them talking about AI involved and everything, I think if you just take this movie as a pro AI movie, then yeah, I, I don't I think that sends some mix, mixed messages. I actually saw the film with Blake and we talked about it afterwards and, and about that. But I don't think that's exactly what they're trying to do. So but I I don't know I don't know how you take anything else from the movie. One with the ending and two when like the embodiment of AI is a cute child. Like they clearly want you to root for the cute child. What but but you if you take a step back, so we're always talking about AI as taking people's jobs. Like I know it helps with things, but like totally replacing people. Right. And Skynet, AI is gonna evolve and kill all the humans. Obviously none of us want that. I mean no one wants to be killed by robots. But if you look Do at you it, want to be killed by Kevin? Go on. <laughs> so it's like I get it if we're talking about like, oh, all the dangers of AI and, and everything. But we use AI on this show. For sure. We use AI to edit podcasts. We use AI for websites. We use AI in our, whether you even know it or not, a lot of your apps use AI to predict things that you're going to do. So I think that this movie is saying that we fear the unknown, just like we do with people that look different, that live different, different cultures. AI is something people fear and they want to attack it. Every new technology is met with fear right right? it's like at some point people were scared of video games and were scared of cell phones and we're scared what's the uh, what's the opening musical number from bye bye birdie oh i mean i can picture when she's the one where they're on the phone 
with yeah. the, where they're on the where yeah. all the kids are on the phone. Oh, Have yeah, you heard yeah. about Hugo right. and Kim, right? Yeah, yeah. And that whole scene is like these kids today and their telephones, right? right. right? They're always on the phone talking to right, each other. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. What are we gonna do with them? Right, I mean yeah. that's the you know, and it's where it's like these kids in their rock music. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, these kids, all they're doing is watching TV, and now oh. we're like, oh my god, kids won't even watch TV; they got to look right. at it on their phone. And then it was video games. And yeah, video so games are going to ruin. You know, it, but but I will say that that AI is is different. Like, and and I'm not even against against it, but I definitely think that there needs to be some sort of like cap or regulation or like it is. I think there, it does have a very real possibility of doing significant damage, even though it can also help a sure, lot. Sure, left unchecked, but but what technology couldn't? Like I, what I think. Yeah, but this is a little bit more insidious than sure. just you know, oh, kids are playing video games instead of reading books. Yeah, right. Like, and so, but at the end of the day, what they're trying to tell you is that. A lot of technology is good until humans get a hold of it. At yeah. the end of the day, what we find out, spoilers, is the big catalyst of the entire meltdown of society and the war on AI is it was a human programming error. Yeah. So what they're trying to say well, is that we're fearing be- when we blame if the technology. You the AI, right? Like it's like, but I, I do truly feel I, what they're saying is the yeah. AI is good, and they're right. just doing what they've been programmed to do. Nothing leads you to believe the AI is bad. They're like, you know what will happen when we win the war? Nothing. We want to live in peace. Like, there's no reason to think any of them are bad guys. Well, but I will also say, you hear that from one simulant, they call them, right? right. Like, this this isn't like they have a governing body that's making this announcement. Mm -hmm. It's one rank-and-file soldier, if you will, making that claim. We don't know that But the head of the resistance, so to speak. I mean... I, yeah, I mean, we could say that because we can't know what every character right. everywhere is saying. But everything they've shown me in this story is that the AI is protecting themselves from being destroyed by humans. And the humans are trying to destroy AI because a human had a programming error that caused them to level LA, right? It was, right. They leveled it. And then we went to war on AI. And now AI is being hunted. But AI is at the point where they are like almost indistinguishable from humans, right? You can yeah. see that they have a thing where their ears should be. It's a hole and a, a moving and, and the visuals, the yeah. CG again for an $80 million movie. This looks yeah, no, I mean, for an $80 million movie, this thing looks amazing. This, this looks, yeah. this looks better than a $200 million Marvel movie. Yeah. Look at the CG in this compared to, to that. And it's, this is what shows you that if you, but I will say, I don't think a Marvel movie wants to look this way. Right, like this movie looks very grounded in reality, yeah. and I don't think Marvel movies want to look that way. No, but it should be like it should at least the CG should be of the quality where sure. you're not looking, going like, why yeah. can't you get that guy's head in a mech to look normal? There's right. no reason why For a movie sure. with two hundred and fifty yeah. million dollar budget can't get the scale right, and and it's not that it can't; it's that they don't give it the time and budget. They rush it and all that. Right. This movie shows you with eighty million dollars how good things can look. And sure, of course, there's things that you can tell are like that's not real, that's CG, but it looks so good and blends in with the world. We always talk about that that if your CG blends in, like you can obviously tell an animal or a robot thing is cg because you know they didn't make that right but if it moves at the right 
frame rate if it if the lighting is right right, right. lighting is a huge part of cg being realistic yeah and this film more often than not everything blends in with the world oh it does and like, you don't, don't just nothing jumps out like oh that was bad CG. i don't know yeah. that i saw any shot where i was yeah. just like oh i don't think so either there yeah. were shots where i'm like that's really good cg because you know it was but it wasn't uncanny valley right? right it didn't pop out to you where you're like oh that's yeah i know it's good yeah. cg just because i know there's no other way to get it. <laughs> right yeah like logically i'm like yeah. well you can't do that a different way exactly but I was blown away. I was blown away how I was sucked into this world in a very, again, realistic. We talk about all these futuristic worlds and and, uh, not necessarily post-apocalyptic, but, you know, you talk about the Blade Runner 2049s and how technology can evolve. And there's always the – a lot of times there's those grungy, lived-in – not Blade Runner. What's the other? What's the Arnold one? Like Total Recall. And, oh, yeah. You know, all those futuristic, but things are grimy and gross. Yeah. And, I mean, Blade Runner, the Blade Runner proper is a great example. Too, I mean, I think that's the first one that ever is, really did that. Yeah. Where it was like, well, it's futuristic to us, but not to them. It's right? like, like it's, it's like with the new cars, right? Like right. you think that in 2049, no one's going to be driving a 20. 27 right and that it's going to be run down like not everything's going to be a shiny right. clean taking well, and care I, of and this is a complaint i make about movies that take place in the past yeah that they the mistake they make all the time is that if it's set in 1952 right like all the cars you see are from 1952 yeah and they're all super new and shiny because to get those old cars they go to car collectors well car collectors don't keep <laughs> crappy right. old cars they fix them up so everything looks brand spanking mm-hmm. new and i'm just like but that's not what it would look like i'm always impressed when i see a movie set you know 20 to 50 years ago and and i see beat up older cars yeah. you know I'm bring just your like, bring your old car it doesn't yeah. have to be like a pristine condition yeah like, let's get some real bring me a 1945 <laughs> that you haven't you... finished fixing up yet like right. yeah it was a project in your dad's garage you right. never finished bring it to yes. the set so anyway, beautiful scenery. I mean, the cinematography, the set design, the CG, this film is absolutely gorgeous. And when you look at Gareth Edwards' films, I mean, if you think back, I know it's probably been a while since a lot of people have watched that Godzilla. But that Godzilla also, no, it wasn't set in the future. But I just mean with the CG and any of the effects and everything, it was very grounded feeling. Yes. It had that grounded where nothing really popped out at you and made you think like, oh, that's you know, that monster, that building destruction looks fake. I mean, it was done in a way where it's very realistic. And did one- you get a trailer for the, for a new Godzilla movie in front of this Godzilla minus one? I, th- well, I came a little later, so I didn't see them all, but I've seen that preview in front of the, like the last thing we saw. Gotcha. That looked pretty awesome. I've never watched like one of the, yeah. the foreign Godzilla yeah. movies. I was just like, the, you might you might have got me on that yeah. one. I'm like that looked pretty good. Maybe we should cover it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've heard they're really good. Like I know there's one that Matt Reedy is now yelling at his computer, yelling yes. at his phone because he watches all those. And uh, he was always talking about the one that it came out maybe four or five years ago. Shin Godzilla, I think, is yeah. the name of it. Yeah, it's supposed it, to be yeah. really good. Yeah, and it just didn't really get pick up any traction right. over here. You know, other than people in the know, and they all right. said Shin is amazing. Other than nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Which we are proudly a part well, of. Yeah, we're that's, there's running. that. <laughs> <laughs> we're just lazy nerds who haven't watched that movie. Right, exactly. <laughs> I might have even bought it, honestly, because I heard it was good and just, you know, yeah, it's in the it's stack of Blu-rays. Yeah, it's really cheap a yeah. couple times, too. I think or, mine's in the stack of unopened yeah. Blu-rays, you know, as you do. Yeah. Oh, it's it's eight ninety nine on sale. I heard it's good. Yeah. Into the stack. Yeah. Into the corner. <laughs> One day I'll retire and have time for these. <laughs> so anyway... 
great looking movie now and now as far as the story goes it basically follows john david washington's character who was undercover so the stuff in la has already gone down and now the u.s has waged war on ai and we don't really get a view of what the rest of the world thinks about ai but it's like the u.s is anti-ai and right. then new asia which is asia but you know it's right. like the but futurist it, but and, newer new yeah right it's got so that it, new asia smell it's like the, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the League of Show Shares, you know, the right. app. I mean, it's the names are there for a reason right. most of the time. So New Asia is pro AI. And that's where the last of the AI that hasn't been taken out is kind of hiding their bases and the whole resistance is coming from there. I also thought it was really interesting that that, this, that the place with all the cheap human labor is pro AI and the country with expensive labor is anti AI. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene later yeah. in the movie where they show you assembling they show them assembling the the yeah. the, the simulants they yeah. call them and it was all people and i was like well at this point wouldn't they have simulants to assemble the simulants yeah. why would you use human beings to assemble these that's interesting why would like what is like so there were there were moments in this movie where i'm like are they telling me something or is this just a plot hole? Like I like I wasn't sure how to make what to make of that. I don't because, know. These worlds be, are so realized it's hard to think that it'd be a plot but hole. But I can't figure but but then at the at the same time like I can't figure out at this point in the development they have so many simulants right but they look some are you sure the ones assembling them weren't just being viewed from the front like are you sure they weren't robots not a hundred percent because but, they but, look just like humans unless they unless turn you sideways. see the little whirly bird. right yeah but uh but but it it's I, I sure thought because it might instantly peaked up lower i was like but these are people assembling these. Why aren't so, they? I think also, again, to go back to the message of the film, though, I think the film is trying to say AI shouldn't replace humans. AI is a tool and yeah. a tool used poorly. Right. Like, well, they sure seem to have replaced law enforcement, which I think makes I mean, it does make sense in a certain regard for, um, you know, if people are getting shot and stuff like to protect people, like right. send the robots. But I don't think the whole force was. I do think there were some humans that probably worked in I don't know it just seemed like whenever we saw police officers that it was simulants you never I saw had, like humans I had trouble though too I mean but I think that makes sense I mean not to try to take away any cops jobs or anything right. but if you're sending people to go bust down the door for people that are with with a bunch of machine guns and stuff like okay. I just think in like that's like, like sending that, a robot I, I see having a SWAT team that can do that but, but we this, didn't see the regular i'm yeah. saying like i think the task force we saw again this movie could have been longer i'm not saying yeah. that i need but like the world is so they cram out. a lot of story in to where i would you know like yeah the the first 10 minutes i feel like i got like 80 minutes of story <laughs> right kind of like rammed down my yeah. throat which is know? but which is what i think you have to do now because studios are not taking risks on original properties right and so you can't count on oh let's have this be the setup for the next movie because you know what no i appreciate yeah. that like you know like i even I though you're I not complaining like, but i felt like i was yeah. drinking from a fire hose a little bit but <laughs> yeah. i was also glad that i'm like i'm glad they're not dragging this out yeah. like i'm like get to it i think it's a necessity though yeah. because think about it, this is an original property like just watching this film and this is one i want to see again i loved this film and i'm like this is great and i bet no one sees this movie yeah because one it's sci-fi yeah. Unless it's Star Wars. I mean, right. even Star Trek has trouble, but unless it's a known property, original sci-fi has a yeah. really hard time, and original properties, as we know, have a hard time. Yeah. And so I'm watching this film like, this is great. I love this. I want more movies like this. Uh, have you seen the box office on this? 
Maybe no, maybe look at, if you can look up a projection real quick while we're talking. I just I have the feeling this is one of those that's a great movie that no one's going to see, and then the studio is going to go, "Why do we even give this eighty million? Like they gave it as low of a budget as they possibly could have given a studio movie with CG and special effects." And I have a feeling that they're going to be like, "Well, that was a bummer," and then we're going to get I don't know, Grown Ups Five. You know, like right. I just. The bummer of it is, is I want. All I have is Friday numbers, but but we can kind of extrapolate a little bit. What was it? It made five point six million dollars on Friday. Any Thursday preview? I'm assuming the Friday numbers include Thursday. Which okay, they usually do. Yeah, so five million, which means it appears to because twenty. It's not listed under Thursday at all. Okay, so so if it's five, I'm just gonna say that it made. $25 $25 million opening weekend on an $80 million budget. I mean, it could do good international numbers, if but... it made five on Friday, I don't think it made I, it's cons- I mean, I'm weekend. giving it... I know, I'm giving I it a... I think it made like 15 to, to 20. 18. Okay. Yeah. I and was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. For perspective, that- Saw made $8 million and Paw Patrol made $6.8 million okay. on Friday. Okay. So... Yeah, so it's a bummer because, I mean, these are the movies I want to see. We saw a preview for the Marvels before, and I loved the Miss Marvel TV show. Did you ever watch that? Uh, I'm, like, on episode four. Are you liking it? I think it's a really cute show. I think that dynamic with her Uh and her family, she's really charismatic. I I love that show. It's one of my favorite uh, with She-Hulk. I think that... You know, I like She Hulk a lot. Isn't She Hulk yeah, great? It was really funny. That was one of my favorite. It's like Marvel shows for the pe- for the boys that didn't like it. Like I'm sorry, girls do things. Yeah, sometimes. I know. Like I she, like grow, grow the. Fuck up. It's so freaking funny. It is. It's and, hysterical. And the ending and she's great. Yeah. Yeah, like ending, I right? would, like, yeah. I, I, the, oh, yeah. Like, the way they were, like, could have ended it like every other thing yeah. would end, and they went that different direction. Yeah. And did the meta thing. I, they, I it, loved it. It was, the, it was uh, Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Well, yeah, tr- tr- for sure. Yeah. Right, which is also great. Uh, so, anyway, uh, the point is that this movie is not going to do that well. It's, I think it's fantastic. I, I love the people. The only it. hope this movie has is people find it. On streaming. This this is a movie that I think will become a sci-fi classic. You can feel that because the movie is so... Like, Rogue One has a really big audience. Like, yeah. people like me that think it's one of the best Star Wars movies, people think it is the best Star Wars movie. Like, it just... Tri- it, it's like a different... It just feels like something different. Like, a lot yeah. of the Star Wars movies, especially the new trilogy, other than Ryan Johnson, but, like, the J.J. stuff, you know, he's all about, like, let's make this feel just like a Star Wars movie because right. it's comfortable. And then Ryan Johnson comes in and does something different. You're like, whoa, this is really good and different. And then they're like, people got mad at us. Let's be comfortable again. And then you're like, this is boring and not interesting. So, like, Rogue One felt like it was doing something different. You got basically... But not too different. Not too like different, that's but... The, that's the There's the no Jedi, right. except for the, the monk guy that's, like, doesn't have a lightsaber, but it's right. like, I believe in the Force. You have all characters you've never heard of before until yeah. the very end, right? And it made one of the most compelling, interesting Star Wars films yet. And it just shows you, you can live around that universe, but not every movie has to be Luke Skywalker and family. It right. just... We got that. That's great. But Star Wars, here's these galaxies far far away and we all center in on the exact same couple planets right. and the same people it's like there's a whole there's galaxies and galaxies of story to tell so it's jedi privilege it's what it yeah, is right <laughs> so anyway so it's like the same way that he elevated that i feel like and i'm not saying star wars is bad i'm just saying lately with the newer stuff you're kind of like come on give me something new right be innovative that's what tv is for and yeah and he and he did give us something different with rogue one and here you have this futuristic sci-fi thing like this movie feels like to me when i saw previews and images i'm thinking like 
District 9, which I really mm-hmm. liked. Yeah. Elysium, which ended up being a mess, but could have been really good, right. right? And so think about movies like, let's say, Elysium, which are failures, but could have been really good. And it elevates it. And you get Greg Fraser with the cinematography. You get Gareth Edwards' writing and the world building and the characterization. And I, I cared for these characters. Like, there were points in this movie where I teared up at the stuff that was happening. And like, that little girl, this is her first film. Yeah. Well, that age it would almost have to be. Well, but t- <laughs> yeah, but I mean, she's really but good. She's really good. I yeah. mean, it's like, what else has she been in? This is her film debut, and I mean, her acting in this movie, like she gave a great performance. Yeah. Uh, and this is the little girl that. So basically, just to breeze through the story, because I mean, again, a lot of the plot you've kind of seen this before, but L.A. was leveled by an attack that the U.S. says. AI was responsible for. So now, you know, they're basically saying they're Skynet. We have to shut them all down. They're going through and they're blowing them up and they're putting them in the compactor and they're just cleaning up all the robots, all the military. Genocide on robots. Yes, exactly. And so after all that happened, you have John David Washington's character who has now gone undercover and he's trying to find the person that is like the big AI creator. So Nimurata. Nimurata. Who is that what translates to the creator? Is that, I think, what they were saying in the beginning of the movie when they yeah, were translating I, it yeah, is, so, yeah. is the creator. So, so Nimurata is the one that's advancing all the AI. And so he's gone uncover, undercover. He's gone and infiltrated this group, which one of them is Maya, played by Gemma Chan, who's always great. And she is supposedly the daughter of Nimurata, which I guess is which is true as we find out spoilers just to interject. I mean, really, I hope you see this movie because I hate to spoil it because I did enjoy uncovering some of this stuff but as we're here to spoil so we're Mm -hmm. just going to be right up front with it but basically her father was the creator and then when he passed away the title actually got transferred down to her and while he was undercover he was trying to get to him but he did not know that at that point that he was infiltrating she actually was already right heading everything so he actually gets married to her she becomes pregnant with his child and while he's deep undercover and he thinks i'm so close he doesn't know how close he was right as close as it gets to <laughs> he was, he was I, I mean balls deep undercover he, i mean yeah he was it was he was inside the operation that's for sure so he's about to what he thinks uncover you know who's who who the creator or get to her father who really the title had been passed on to her and the u.s cannot wait they they go to new asia they infiltrate under the cover of night they come in from the ocean and there's this big attack they have what is the what is the big machine called what is the nomad uh, nomad okay so they've got the nomad that's hovering around and trying to hunt down and find all the ai this is like their trillion dollar super weapon it's like a star base that right that is hunting down all the ai and basically it can target that is actually run by ai right well all those people in the control center that look like apollo 13 you know they were all running the stuff i mean they've got computers but But i don't think it was but you saw that the, the soldiers they were sending down actually ended up being simulants right I didn't think so. Well, but I the, thought they were in outfits. Alice and Janney, when she's in the when they're in the transport vehicle, the one yeah. of the guys that on the team is a simulant because she then later she pulls the chip out of his head and puts no, it. No, no, no. That's a that's an AI police officer. She pulls she down she scans her real life soldier's memory and then can plug it into an AI to get him to to tell her what happened. 
He was not an AI. She does a brain scan. Gemma Chan's a human, too. She does a brain scan on her, and that spoilers at the very end how right. her consciousness gets in a robot. That was foreshadowing. But when for they're in the, the transport vehicle, like all of a sudden they realize that the guy's and they strangle him, and he was a simulant. I'm confused. Yeah, that was the police. That was the new age of police oh, I capturing that was him. One of their no, guys. Alice and Janney was behind enemy lines, oh, and that's why they okay. they arrest her, and she's in there with their police, okay. and then they have to fight them, and then take their vehicle and stuff. It's just Alice and Janney and her one human companion. Everyone oh, okay. else is new age of police. Okay, and that's the AI. They're all the, gotcha. their okay. police SWAT team that we think of. And again, I don't think all the police is just robots, but the ones you know tracking down people with machine guns and stuff they're sending in there. it also gets confusing because some of the robots look like robots right and, well, and some of the robots look like people with whirly birds well right and some of i'm guessing they're machines and again i want to watch this movie again because there's so much world building and that's yeah. like just to tell the difference between all their police forces and everything but uh some of the soldiers are in like swat team tactical gear where i'm like are they robots or are they because they move like humans and i guess right. and i'm sure there are actors that are covered up and they don't yeah. want to cgi them all the way but it's hard to tell like are there human people among the robots who have robot faces because they have helmets on and you can't really tell are they and i get you still want to protect the equipment my phone's in the case right you know <laughs> that makes a good point too yeah so that's what i mean with the world building where i think it's so realized that it's just confusing because i just saw it for the first time and i right. want to really understand it because it's so so much to take in but when you it's start, visually dense yeah but when you start picking it apart it's been like you just said like they've thought through that they're like yeah we still need to protect the robots because if they take out the robot if, he, if they don't have any armor and they take out their brain their cpu or whatever well right. then they can't do their roboting they're done right, right? so they got to protect them so five years earlier this takes place in the future but five years before the main story he's undercover the U.S. comes and infiltrates. They take out their base of operation, which is his home that he's been in, and they start blowing everyone up. He, uh, he's talking to one of the U.S. guys where he's like, you're blowing my cover or whatever. Gemma Chan sees that, and she's like, you know, feels betrayed. She has him on gunpoint, and she's pregnant with their child. And he's like, no, come with me. Like, this isn't about you. I'm just trying to get to them. And she's like, this is my family. Also, point of interest here is that she's human but basically she was taken in by the she was raised simulants. by simulants so yeah. they have become her family and they're indistinguishable again besides from the whirly birds in their head like yeah you know their faces look human they move like humans and we, i think we should also point out that um that the main character i forget his name joshua john joshua. david washington yeah i mean he's half robot Right, like he doesn't have the AI aspect, but he's oh. got a fake arm, he's got a fake leg because he's been wounded in yeah. battle. Presumably, yeah, he's a double amputee. And Maya, the Gemma Chan character, the way that they meet is she she fixes him up. Well, not the way that they meet, but they meet in a bar or whatever when he's going undercover. But she ends up because she's around all the AI and robots and everything, she's able to craft him, which I guess is another hint. Like she made him these robot limbs. Right. Like how does she know how to do that? If her just because her dad's the guy like right she's she's it's a a family business right but she she outfits him with the arm and the robot leg and all that she has him at gunpoint and then she's she basically just bolts out of there she goes with her ai family because he's like they're not real what we have is real and she's like no they're they're real like they they are my family and so she goes with them and then you see the nomad targeting their boats they go off in in the water he's too late to get to them and then you see nomad with the beam of light targeting and then 
drops the missile and boom they're, as far as we know they're dead you know there's a big blowback on the beach uh flat, fast forward five years he's done with all this because he lost his wife and child he's just like cleaning up trash like cleaning up the la rubble right right he's like a, just a cleanup crew guy um and then we get the exposition and just get to see the world of like any robots they find they're cleaned up and put in the grinder and their their job is to clean up anything ai and round, round them up and kill them and uh you see someone that's new on the job sees one of these robots come to life and it talks like a human and says like no no don't do it and he's like it's it's just a robot it's not real it doesn't feel anything these are just machines so you see he's very obviously cold to the whole thing and just going through the paces well meanwhile while Alice and Janney, who I had no idea was in this movie. I didn't either. <laughs> um, a very interesting role for her. And I think she did a good job. It was hard. I was kind of taken out of it because I'm like, that's Alice and Janney. This is weird. But then I'm like, I mean, she does a good job with no, the cold yeah. military character. But you just would not – you would not – think of her in that role normally yeah. so but it was good she basically comes to his house and says hey we need your help you're the only one that knows how to get to this weapon they have a weapon that is going to take out nomad nomad is our one trillion dollar line of defense and if that gets taken out ai wins the war and we're all dead and so he's like no why the hell would i do that i lost my my wife and child in this thing i had them and you came in and blew my cover and killed the only thing that I cared he's about. Like, That's a you problem. Yeah, I like that. And he's like, I got TV to watch. I thought that was yeah. really, this movie's really funny. We haven't mentioned was that it. Yet. I yeah. didn't think it was really I, funny. I, I think it could have used a little bit more. Like I, well, it, it's for all a, the cool stuff going on. It was. It wasn't always. It wasn't that much fun. Well, right? and but like, but in this world, see, I don't want to be taken out of. That's the thing that takes me out of Marvel movies. Yeah, when they try to force too much humor and this cold, dark scary world with these stakes this high these world ending you know robe people getting blown up and their homes destroyed and all that i don't want jokey joke joke Taika no Waititi. i mean but there's agree you know but you can ha- there are different types of humor that can be but i thought the whole you know, like off he's off he kills someone and he's off and then you know he did it again you know like that joke that kept coming back and then he's like standby yeah and and there were like moments that john david washington i thought was really good at under delivering those jokes that would come back and then i i was laughing at them i thought they were really funny but they weren't like take you out of the serious nature right. um quips i don't know i i really enjoyed the humor of this movie i th- i thought it was yeah i don't i like i said i didn't i didn't find it all that all that funny yeah. i mean it re- it wasn't like it was trying to be funny and failing i just right. i just didn't okay think it was funny uh, but i like those throwaway uh, most of them were john david washington but i like how he's like i got tv to watch but they basically say hey, you're going to want to see this. And they show him a hologram, which we know now, spoilers, is fake to get him to do this because they need him to infiltrate back in and get this weapon that they don't even know what it is. I mean, when they show him the hologram, I was like, all this technology and that's the best quality footage you can give him? Like, it was <laughs> <Right>. really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they show him the hologram and it's Maya. And he's like, no, she's dead. And they're like, this was from just the other day like this is them at their base of operation and she goes we're gonna go destroy this base and destroy the weapon if you go with us and show us how to get to it and guarantee that we can bring this weapon down before it destroys nomad then we'll let you rescue her and, and get her out of there and so that's how they rope him along for the ride and it moves pretty quickly like they're in new asia they'll they're infiltrating there uh they've got their little task force of, of red shirts you know it's just yeah. grunts it's all these people that you know are not going to really make it but they're there to be the bad guys you know they're the you like this movie it's interesting how the u.s is the bad guys like right. they're showing how bad the military is and that kind of mentality of take everyone out and so these grunts are very much definitely like you know an, uh, 
an allegory for the war on terror, yeah. right? That it's just like, you yeah. know, we see ourselves as the hero, but we're going to all these other countries doing awful stuff. Right, exactly. So you've got all these grunts going in, and they're just like taking out any i mean they're they're mowing down humans that work in the lab and they're just mowing everyone down and they're laughing about it you know they're the normal like military bad guy like hot shot type type guys and so anyway they they infiltrate into the the lab the base of operation for where they think the weapon and amada are and they end up getting taken out like almost all of them are taken out by the ai forces john david washington is left there to as the vault opens where the weapon is and they all go to help their you know help their backup and he finds a kid there and i don't know what you thought but instantly i'm like this kid has to be their kid somehow. I don't know how. Yeah, like that was. Know, yeah, like like I, if they thought they were blowing our minds with that revelation at I, the end, I was just like, well, no. Because I like, told Blake at the beginning, and I'm like, I don't know how. Because I'm like, and, and I was trying to speculate. I'm like, I don't know if this is one of those like movies that's going to be like she was half robot and somehow like immaculate conception. You know what I mean? I didn't know yeah. if it was going to be like a, a robot could have a child because technology is that advanced right. or it was a miracle kind of thing. I, I didn't know. I was going more like they're going to blow our minds with some kind of a creation type of thing. Right. But I knew I'm like, that's their kid. I'm like, I, I that's gotta yeah. be their kid. Right. And Blake's like, uh, maybe, you know, he called, he goes, I bet she's Namada. So I mean, he called that right away. Right. But I'm like, that's their kid. And uh, anyway, so it come to find out this child, which again, I don't, it wasn't that mind blowing because you knew something had to be going on yeah. there. This child is like an AI organic kind of hybrid where the child has all these sophisticated abilities and is able to ma- manipulate machinery. This kind of reminds me of Akira. Have you ever seen Akira uh-huh. yeah. with the telepathic powers yeah. and stuff? So it kind of reminds me of that where, you know, I think they do take influence on a lot of those. Well, also similar- I feel like when he gets, when he picks up the kid, like, okay, so here it becomes paper moon. Yeah. It's, well, a lot, there's a yeah. lot of, I mean, how many movies have we seen where it's like the guy that doesn't want to be a dad becomes right. the adopted father and they go on a trip? I mean, it's, yeah. that's a trope for forever. But yes, it, it definitely does. And uh, anyway, so he, like the weapon's a kid. And John David Washington, for as jaded as he is, like he can't, I mean, even though it is a robot, it looks like a kid. There aren't, there aren't simulant kids we should say that everyone's yeah. blown away when when she the kid turns sideways and they're like they did it they created a child this is amazing no one's ever seen anything like this before and killing robots is one thing but when one looks like a human child like well and i guess the the real thing is that that this simulant will age and grow. right and that's the thing so it's this advanced weapon that can control computers that was and one of the other grows, things that kind of threw me off i'm like so then why are they creating simulants that look like old men like that just seemed weird to me. Well, you see that they're you know donate your likeness, and I guess yeah. people for money like to get money. It's just they need they want people to exist in society so that it's not so people aren't taken aback by. If you lived in a world where there were just like Ed two hundred nines walking around, right. you know, I mean, you'd it'd be weirded out by it. And or I, every robot looked like you know. That's yeah. So Tom I think Hanks, with, yes, you'd be like. Oh, it's Tom Hanks. That's clearly a robot. Yeah, robot, right. Yeah. So I think what they're trying to do, and they say, like, donate your likeness to the to the simulants. And so, you know, to get money, that's what the farmers the farmers would do, right? And, like, some were human and some were robots, and they donate their likeness. And so this kid is this advanced AI technology far beyond anything because as they grow, the AI and the technology actually grows with them, and they have the power to manipulate machines. And so in theory, and as we find out, 
as they grow more powerful, they will be able to take out Nomad, which is the one thing that's hunting them down and killing them. So obviously the U.S. wants to eliminate this weapon, but John David Washington can't just kill this kid. Like he, he you know, he's still good enough to where he's not going to do that. So he kind of goes on the run with the kid and he finds out, he shows a picture of Maya and the kid says mother. So she's the creation, which again, it was also like, like that's literally mother, you know, but, but you know, I don't think it was trying to be too sneaky, but if you weren't paying attention, you might not catch on those things. But he basically is one, doesn't want to kill a kid and two wants to be taken to Maya because he's seen that she's still alive so they go on this road trip meanwhile alice and janie and her crew are all killed except for her and her one and her one soldier be and and i thought it was you know pretty good scene where they're in a chopper and then the one gal is running back and gets like hit with something and you can tell she wasn't blown up so right. like, that had to be a bomb of some kind yeah. <laughs> she gets on the chopper it's taking off and there's this blinking thing on the back and they're like oh crap i thought they were gonna push her out. i thought for sure right? that guy was just gonna chuck her because out because it's yeah. like i mean i know that sucks but it's like they're all blown up or right. she, I, like, she's what, gonna blow up anyway what you gonna do it's on her like yeah. she's not gonna survive that but anyway uh, the whole thing gets blown up and there's only one guy that's left like half alive. Uh, John David Washington ends up, you know, going on this road trip with the kid. They find the one soldier that's like barely hanging on and they go on their little trip to try to get to Maya. He's eventually killed or he eventually dies off. And that's the guy that when Alice and Janney and her soldier who are left, they, they get captured by the, the robot, the new Asia SWAT team or whatever. Uh, but they end up, you know, getting out of it and, taking their vehicle over and they're kind of tracking down John David Washington, Joseph and the weapon. So um, they get to this guy who is dead and she's like, let me try to scan his brain and see what happened. So they have this really cool technology where they set up the scan, they download it to an SD card and then they can put that SD card in any simulant and upload their consciousness, which if you watch Westworld, a lot of this is very similar to Westworld. I watched the the first season, but yeah, yeah. the concepts, you know, the, these are robots, but if robots can think and feel, you know, can we just treat them like things right. when they're, if they have their own AI, like it's a shame that doesn't get to finish out because they were doing some really interesting right. thought on, I mean, there's been no time more relevant for this subject matter and Westworld was going to wrap up their thought on this right. and here it gets canceled by stupid Zaslav. But anyway, so she uploads the consciousness real quick and he's like, they're going, they're trying to find namada basically and uh you know and then he dies but we get that foreshadowing where one you can upload a consciousness like that and i guess that's really the foreshadowing that they, they introduce the technology you can do that because it's right. going to come into play at the end so anyway they're on the run and the whole thing is just you know making friends with ai trying to get to what's her name i keep forgetting Gemma chan's character I, Maya, sorry, I keep, Maya, I, I keep wanting to just call her Nimrod. Yeah, 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 right, right. So they're they're trying to get to Maya, and along the way, that scene with the family I thought was funny. Like you know when they're all getting shot at and they get away, and they're like, "Did anyone have fun?" And one kid raises his hand. He's like, "That was good." Funny. I like, like, that. But it yeah. was like all. I think John David Washington's very funny. And did you see Tenet? Yeah, I, I thought that was great. And he had little like he seems like a naturally he's a yeah. kid, obviously charismatic, and he he's they always give him little throwaway lines like. Like in Tenet, when I think it's Tenet, when he goes into the kitchen or whatever, and and he's like hitting people and saying little quips and stuff. Like he always, he's really good at understating these yeah. lines, and and uh, he does that stuff here. But there's that moment where so he has the family at gunpoint and is trying to get through the checkpoints. Checkpoints, yeah. And we see the girl's powers really at first. Like we saw she could turn on a car, but like here at the checkpoint, she shuts down all the power, turns on the power to just the car, floors it, you know, gets them through all that. 
But we go from him holding this family at gunpoint to him kind of infiltrating back in with the simulants and seeing like that they just want peace. Like they didn't ask for any of this. And when they, is, is that Ken Watanabe? Yeah. I think is, so. Yeah. Is, is the like Ken or Ken Watanabe. He is the main simulant, like the Nemorata's Lieutenant, you know, he's like the next up guy that's kind of leading all their forces. He's always so good. And he basically says, Again, like, we just want to live in peace. You know what's going to happen when we're done with this war? We're going to live in peace. Nothing. We don't want to attack humans. We want to live in harmony with them. And then we eventually find out. And again, I have no reason not to believe him. He says the attack on L.A., that was a human programming error. But I really liked what it had to say because, again, I'm not all for, like, yeah, AI is great and, like, isn't dangerous at all. But the point is, like, if you just blame technology and blame things, like, humans do all this terrible stuff and then we just find something to blame. And I thought this was a really good yeah. show of that. We're like, look at all the good stuff that AI does. And, you know, when when used and put in check, when the checks are in place, like, it can be fine. But if AI does something bad because a human made it, and then you're just like, all AI is bad, that's the same thing as blaming, like, all Yeah, but AI is a little different because, so, like, yes, a hammer can also be a murder weapon. But a hammer can't create 15 other hammers. Yeah. Right? And where AI, it starts to, like, spread out and self-replicate in these ways that we can't predict. Like, if you create a hammer, if you look at a hammer, you instantly know, well, I could hit somebody in the head with this. Like, you can extrapolate out where that's going to – could feasibly end up. Sure. Right? But with AI, like, you you can't predict – the, the different permutations it yeah. will do it will create especially when it starts creating on its own yeah like that's that's where it becomes problematic and that's where I felt like this movie was a little simplistic in that regard yeah I don't think this movie goes it doesn't delve into anti AI but I also appreciated how they weren't you know sometimes movies try to say too much right and we say well yeah. the message gets muddied down like there's a whole there's a whole other film somewhere that's going to be made, obviously with all this going on. That's about the dangers of AI. And I'm not just talking about Skynet and Terminator, but there's a, a very realistic, like current day AI movie that's going to be made and it will investigate. Yeah. Like I would rather see a, a, a movie that tells the dangers of AI and it's not like, Oh, nuclear war. Like, yes. right, like what's it's the like, very real applications right. of not Skynet and and John Connor and all that? It's like no, but like what's the very realistic implication in the next five years? Right, everyone's out of jobs. And, right, you like, know, I'd all, rather see. Um, I like. I'd like to see a story about about yeah that potential future rather than oh, isn't because like I know this sounds kind of like. We're very lucky to live in a time when, like, nuclear war isn't as scary as it once was because right. it doesn't feel as likely. Like, right. as growing up in the 80s, it was this – I mean, that was the – just a constant threat of, yeah. like, there could be a nuclear war at any minute where – And, like, I talked to my grandma about, like, the atomic bomb and stuff. Right. I mean, like, in, in her – I mean, she was very young, but, like, she still remembers them all, like, celebrating on the street when the war was over and right. stuff. And But, like, living through that – shell, uh, atomic shelters and things right. like that. And it would be terrifying. So, like, yeah, this stuff exists, but we don't live under the constant threat right. of it. 
Um, but yeah, I think there's a movie, and I, as of last week or as of whenever this agreement gets signed, like someone's writing that movie. Sure. Twenty people are writing that movie. Right. But what I like is this and is mo- three computer programs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I like about this film is again, it's not. This isn't tackling the dangers of AI. AI is a very helpful tool, and again, we use it. You're listening to this podcast that i edited with ai it scans all the text and it predicts yeah. things so that i can find the words and delete them and shorten the gaps like that's ai that's well, learning sure. you know yeah um it's useful and so for people to just go ai bad scary skynet like that's wrong and i think that, this is, that is also simplistic yeah, yeah and this is also an allegory for people that look different from you this is right. different cultures this is even though this is ai and robots which is a real topic this is also let's take out all these people that look different than us and and they're trying to live their lives peacefully and again like you said i mean it's an allegory for the war and, yeah and the u.s butting in on all these things and saying you know for the greater good and all this when it's like the threat isn't exactly what they're saying so i really liked that whole deal on it and how it's not just saying ai bad and they're the bad guys because in this movie it's the u.s and it's the people trying to take it out and what we find out and as we're led to believe a human made that mistake and it's just like again like if a human uses a bunch of these weapons for bad and then we ban the weapons or you know the the computer systems if if they use these computers to put out all these attacks and we just ban computers it's like well computers are very helpful 99.9 percent of the time you use the computers to send missiles right don't ban computers don't, yeah. we don't go back That's to the dark back ages to the hammer analogy yeah, 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 right yeah. exactly you can use that right and so I, and then i don't want to be like pro gun because i know that argument can be made you know there are but there are valid arguments to be made but you know what i'm saying because you're like oh it's not the guns it's the people or whatever right. like so i know it gets kind of into that but this is military so but the difference you're gonna there kinda... would be and i'm not anti-gun but i'm right. also not anti-gun control well right but right. but um but the difference there would be like a hammer serves a purpose in terms of its intended purpose is to drive nails and you can use right? it for something right else, a right. gun's intended purpose is to kill, kill things, to right kill, like right. and so and so there are certainly times when you need a gun to kill things or things right. you need to kill or things that itself to protect you right yeah like so like so yes those you're right are, different but, purpose computers yeah. are used for much more than Correct. sending it's missiles a lot more nuanced yeah. right so that's what i'm getting at is that you know if you just ban computers and we go back to the dark ages because someone used computers to send missiles right that's stupid yes but that's what they're trying to do ai is used for all parts of life and one human made an error a very bad very terrible error right. but a human made a programming error and now we've said all ai must be killed and hunted when now ai has gotten to the point where they are basically humans who have families and make decisions which is you know it's just to show you that you know these have evolved to a point which is what westworld was making such a great point of westworld starts off in season one as a theme park as you're going to go there and it's for humans to get their rocks off and kill and right and have sex and all this stuff but the well, and a- we see that here too you see simulant strippers yeah right where, where but the, but you see that they don't the they, they weren't they don't have the lady they, parts. Right, and robot like, legs. Nobody's, yeah. nobody's going to a strip bar to look yeah, at. Yeah, I didn't really understand. Yeah, That's a little weird. Like, like, you, have a, you have a fundamental misunderstanding of, of what the... people look for in strip clubs. Right. It's like their cop, top was covered and they had robot legs. Right. Like, what are you... I'm huh? just like, oh. Huh. But, Unless some new fetishes have developed, Right. I mean, perhaps, you know, if, if they're I, into the legs, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I like... I get what you're saying and it is simplistic in the AI, but they're not... This movie isn't trying to make a statement on that. They're not trying to analyze AI and the dangers of it. It's more about the dangers of mankind, and they're telling it in a way that 
AI is a very real thing now. And so it's just, I think it's to show people like, let's not count AI out. Let's not destroy it because it could be used for bad because it is used in a lot of good ways. But my point about Westworld was like the AI had advanced so far that now the robots were like having feelings and memories right. and thinking for themselves and creating the and robots were sentient. creating. Yeah. Right. And so now is it fair for humans just because they created these things now that they're sentient and painting and creating beauty to kill and rape and pill like that's because these things feel now right and that's you know at what point and so at this point obviously in the future this this ai these simulants are so far advanced to just mow them down because one human blew something up on their error to kill these whole ai communities is terrible right and so anyway i liked all that part but the but the point is they they eventually get to uh they get to where they're going they're the He's trying to find Maya. She had a ring. He gave her a ring that was a tracker. They gave Maya a ring that was yeah. a tracker, and so they go looking for that ring. Oh, he finds his human counterpart, that the one that his friend that came and kind of blew the cover or told him, like, this is what's going on. Um, he finds him, and now he is integrated in with the simulants and has, like, a simulant girlfriend. Right. And, like, he's, you know, he's changed sides as well and, and realized who the good guys really are. And, uh, you know, they get into that whole thing. The police come. There's a really good action scene. I mean, there's some really good, you know, gun scenes with yeah. between this the SWAT team simulants and John David Washington and they're kicking ass and stuff and um anyway but they get away and they eventually find Ken Watanabe and uh you know he's very much like you know feeling betrayed he's you know he always called him brother before and he now realizes that he was betrayed because you know he knows that he was in on it and but he eventually gains his trust when he uh they're basically at the point where I think where Maya is or they're no, it's just their base, I guess. And he he's going there to try to find her and find them. And the U.S. has sent their – they've got these huge tanks that are mowing down communities and just blowing missiles up and everything. And uh, they send these, these two little robot bombs, basically. Right. And they're sending them. And one goes through and runs past them. And I thought it was really interesting. This is another part of the world building and, like – they have like little personalities and it's just interesting that like they spend so much time creating these little characters that are just going to go blow up, but it, I don't know, it makes it feel lived in. And so anyway, the bomb goes in and runs and just destroys their base and kills people and everything. And Alice and Janie sends in another one. Uh, but he, but John David Washington's trying to take the little girl to go find Maya, but she runs away. She's like, they need my help. So she ends up back at the base. And before this other robot comes and tries to, blow blow more of their base up she stops it using her controls and the robot kind of like deactivates and she's talking to it but meanwhile here comes allison janney's second in command her soldier and comes and shoots what is the little girl's name he calls her alfie, alfie so we'll just call yeah. her alfie that's her uh, madeline yuna Voyles is the actor's name and i just want to give her credit she's gave an amazing performance especially for her debut but anyway uh, he, her like computer name is alpha blah 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 so we he calls her alfie she gets shot not mortally wounded but she's injured and uh, john david washington scoops her up and ken watanabe realizes like okay he's on our side like he's trying to save her and he is no he he kills the guy that was going to kill her so when he sees that he's like oh okay he's on our team and anyway he's like i need to find maya he's she's the only one that can save her and like his other soldier person is like bring him to her and so they trek and i really liked this whole you know eastern buddhist 
kind of a thing. Like even though there were simulants and robots and stuff, but it was all very Buddhist and yeah. just a different culture and different belief. And so they go to their temple, and in this temple, Nimada, you know, who is Maya, is being guarded, but it is not who he expected. It's not how he expected to see her. That whole thing was fake. We find out in the attack she was uh, like put into a coma. She was wounded, yeah. which makes sense because when they said she lived, I was like. You see her literally running into what looks like the opening scene of Saving Private right. Ryan, and I'm like, "How is she living yeah. through that?" And 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 at first, I'm like, "Well, how did they live?" But they're they're robots, right. so like, okay, they can take. You know, I mean, he gets blasted through the chest. It looks like, and he's like living to fight another day. Right. So they're very advanced machines and can yeah. be repaired. Where she is a human, and uh, which I wasn't sure about. See, I was like, yeah, I was wondering uh, about that too. And they show her like she has some kind of tattoo on her in the beginning, and I'm yeah. like, is she really? Did Namada create her? Right. And my, I know it was a long shot, but my guess was that somehow life was created between human and AI, and the child was born in a weird. I was wondering yeah, about that. that too, yeah. yeah. But anyway, but we come to find out that uh, she was put into this coma, and the simulants, because they are so good, and again, everything we're led to believe, like they will not kill humans for no reason like they won't even take her out of her misery like she's still alive in this coma and she can't pass she can't go to heaven she can't they basically they need him to do what they can't exactly yeah. and so so it's a very i mean it's a very heartbreaking scene and alfie alfie's there and all cuddled up with her and and she gives this great performance about like you know help her go to heaven like move on and there's that other touching scene like they lead up with where she's like and she's such, she's such a good little actor where she's like, you know, I guess neither of us are going to heaven. You know, only good people go to heaven. Right. You're not good and I'm not a I'm person. Not and, yeah. and it's like, I mean, it's just really good. And uh, so that comes back a couple of times, you know, going to come back later. But anyway, he unplugs her so she's able to pass on, but not before Alice and Jenny comes. And this is a really good scene, too, that again shows how good that the simulants and the AI are where Alice and Jenny's like, all right, this is it. Like, we're going to kill the or you're lucky that we're supposed to bring the weapon back and bring you back. Cause otherwise I would take you all out right now. So she's like, let's go. And he says, well, Namada, her, their goal is to like take out Namada, bring back the weapon in him. And he's like, well, she's already gone. I just pulled the plug on her. And she's like, we'll see about that. And the foreshadowing earlier, what I was trying to say was not only can you download people, but they show us, she says, oh, this guy's been dead for two hours. We can't get a good brain scan. Right. Well, he just pulled the plug on her. So her gotta, brain is technically been do it while they're fresh. Yeah. Her brain is technically active, which is foreshadowing for, we'll see about that. So as soon as she brings up the computer and does the scan, I'm like, oh, cool. They got her consciousness, right. which I thought may have played out in a bit. In a more happy way, but yeah. <laughs> um, it was for a moment. But you know, but I'm like, oh, they got her. They can be a family again. They just right. downloaded her brain. So anyway, she does the scan, and then all of a sudden, Ken Watanabe comes in, and her soldiers are there with guns drawn. And it's this big standoff. It basically ends up being that Ken Watanabe shoots her with the foreshadowed missile bomb thing, and she's like, "Get it off me! Get it off me!" and the kid, because of how good she is and has learned to grow up and love humans, and she's innocent, right? She hasn't grown up in this world where humans are trying to take them all out. I mean, she's she's younger. She hasn't been, you know, like Ken Watanabe started off like humans are my friend. And right. now we've all been hunted and killed and he's a little bit jaded. Sure. Where she is more like she's grown up and been instilled in her that humans are were to coexist with them. And so I really liked this moment where she tries to turn off the bomb, just like she tried to turn off the bomb with the little robot that ran in. And her soldiers mistake that for 
no, take her out. They're going to try. She's trying to blow it up or mess with it. And Alice and Jane's like, no, no, no. She realized she was trying to save her, but they screw it up. She blows up like, see ya. Uh, and uh, anyway, Ken Watanabe again, he gets shot, but he gets up and is like, calls him brother. So they're back on in their good graces and, and they're working together. Um, but they get captured, right? I mean, even though they escape from there, it's like, it's a moot point. Like the, right. the military is infiltrated. They capture her and uh, knock him out. They're separated. And it flash forwards like, I don't know how long, a year? or mo- It's a it, little bit in the future. Yeah. I, they, pretty, they, I don't remember how much, but yeah. And so it seems like the humans have won. Like all that was for not. Like, I mean, it was a pretty good way to like kind of head fake the ending because it seems like we're wrapping it up. Right. They tried, but unfortunately the bad guys, you know, the, the military has gotten the, the, the weapon, the Alfie, uh, nomads still taking out all the AI. Um, but we fast forward and, uh, they can't kill Alfie. They like, no matter what they try, like they say they want to do it cleanly they're not trying to like put her in a, in a bomb and blow her up or something like they're trying to deactivate her, right. but she will not let them because she's in control of all technology and control of all weapons. So no matter what they do, they can't. So they bring in John David Washington again, who has kind of been, I mean, he's not in jail or anything like he kind of got pardoned, like for bringing, he did his job, even though at the end of the day, he did what they wanted, right? Like yeah. he killed Nermada. Nermada literally. Yeah. He pulls the plug on her and brought them the weapon. And he brings them Alfie. Which, right. So like he, even though he, he was trying not to do that. At the end of the day, he ended up doing exactly what they. And wanted I don't him think they do. knew. Remember, because yeah. Allison Jane's like, "Good thing they don't know." And I have orders to bring you in alive, or I right. would take you out right now. So once she's dead, I guess they don't actually have any record of him fighting with them. So he kind of gets away, but it's obviously not the happy ending because right. he's grown accustomed. Oh, and he find. I mean, this is the big like reveal that we all kind of saw something was coming. But we find out that Namada Maya had put in their unborn child. She had done a scan of the embryo of the child that she did lose obviously she lost and while she was in the coma and all that um but she had scanned that previous to the uh attack five years earlier and put their child's you know dna or whatever cloning into alfie Alfie. so that is their child in, in a way and she is organic so it is kind of you know it wasn't like a birth type thing but because she's organic and can grow and is part AI. It is this interesting like hybrid of human AI life. Um, so anyway, so obviously, you know, he was getting growing to like her and, uh, you know, is the trope of the like road trip with the kid that you don't want anything to do with. And then you become, you know, the surrogate right. father. Yeah. Well, he is really the closest thing to a father she's going to have. So he feels for the child and he goes in there and, you know, it looks like he's going to decommission her. He gives her like the, the it's gun. A, it's a gun that's like an EMP. Yeah. And so instead instead of it looks like he's gonna set it at full blast, but it plays back to where he says like killing is off and standby. He puts Ken Watanabe in standby earlier right. in the movie. So we see a little bit later when it flashes back what he tells her. She's like, Are you gonna am I gonna are you gonna turn me off? Or however, it's not right. word like that sounds weird, but you know, is it gonna be off? Because that's a theme throughout the film and we find out he says to her just stand by yeah and so she basically is faking playing dead he says i want to go to the funeral and the general's like it's not really a funeral she's going to be incinerated it's not really but he's like for me it's a funeral so he rides with her and then his plan goes into motion he reactivates her she uses her powers to like flip over the cars and they escape and so they are going to use a moon shuttle launch to get up to 
and we should Nomad. say a moon shuttle launch at this point is commercial. Airlines. Yeah, it's like it's not like there just happens to be a shuttle launch. No, 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 it's, no it's, yeah, they basically they're on southwest. They to, hijack a plane. Yeah, they're on southwest yeah. to the moon, basically. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, they're going to use a shuttle launch. She's able to infiltrate all the security, you know, by by using her technology to bypass it. They get on the the shuttle. Uh, the government catches wind of the plan but it's too late because she can control the shuttle she has them land and dock on nomad and then you get this really good a really tense sequence i yeah. loved this of her basically running through the base trying to get to uh to hack their system to stop the missiles from launching on all the ai bases around the world and you know and shut them down while well, meanwhile he is trying to blow up the base so he puts on a space suit that was in the space shuttle from their travels and he's on the outside like they're they're like in orbit like you know i mean like earth is yeah. below them it's that midpoint where it's right. like they're not in outer space but they're but I don't, they're yeah they're, they're at right the, there uh, yeah outer reaches of our atmosphere exactly yeah. so so um you see all that taking place and again the cg is really good and really tense so he is climbing on like the platform that launches the missiles meanwhile the u.s knows they're trying to shut them down so the guys like launch all of the missiles or fire Z missiles. If you're a new grounds, uh, <laughs> 2000, uh, meme launcher guy or viewer. Uh, so anyway, he's like, fire all these missiles. John David Washington is on the climbing on the outside. And as the missiles are launching, he's on a missile right. as it's like locking them in place to fire them. And so Alfie is able to save the day and stop the launch right at the last second where he's like on the missile about to be locked into place to fire. And I, it, I just thought it was like a really strange love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He's about to ride it down. So I thought it was a really tense sequence. I mean, this Although whole... Although when she deactivates him, they show one of the missiles just, like, hitting the ground and sliding, and I'm like, I'm not really sure that's how gravity works. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it might not have exploded, but it would have, like, still, like, buried well, itself. Well, they were... The... They, they show them they were firing, um, you know parallel to the ground they weren't they weren't going straight down they were launching and like gliding to their destination and so when it stopped they oh i didn't, they didn't see the forward. gliding part i just saw the, they're dropping them from yeah the no no there's yeah. some establishing shots where they show it twice actually where the missiles are next to each other go to their destination they get into the atmosphere and they level out and then they're going like for i guess aerodynamics or whatever to, they they go to their destinations and so as it slowed down it like Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess without the uh, computers doing the detonation, like it's not an impact thing necessarily, but if if the nuclear warhead doesn't launch into the whatever, you know, I don't know the technicalities, but it it doesn't hit the ground, explode. The computer has to drop whatever into the reaction. For sure. So anyway, um, they stop that. Some of the missiles are gone, though, and it is killing more people and detonating around the world, at least a few of them, but they did save some, and the the Buddhist, like the main, where Ken Watanabe is, they, they did save that place, hadn't been launched, but the U.S. is, you know, trying to do everything that they can, and so... Meanwhile, she's trying to get back to the spaceship and they're able to kind of like re they're trying to take out the remaining bases they can with their system. They're also trying to stop them from getting away because he's like kill them both. And so it's just down to the wire. He's got a 10 minute timer on the missile that that stopped that he was riding on it. They got 10 minutes. And so he's getting back to the shuttle. But she's like, I want to go save mother because I guess she at some point, Gemma Chan's Maya had scanned her likeness to help the cause. Right. And so he's been seeing a lot of the Maya looking robots around. And so she 
is able to, or she has seen, or she goes to their AI research and she finds a Maya looking AI. And from the scan that Alice and Janney did, they've been kind of keeping her with them. And he puts the necklace with the US, the I'll call it flash drive, the Maya flash drive onto Alfie. And she's got it. And she's like, I want to, I want to put our family back together. Right. So she puts the chip into her. She doesn't immediately activate. And she's like, I got to go. She can't drag her any further. And so she runs back to the shuttle. There's a really big climactic scene where she gets into the escape pod, but the he's almost out of oxygen and she locks the little in-between part so he can regain consciousness and all that. And meanwhile, they, the U S sends a robot octopus looking thing down <laughs> and big action sequence, very tense. It ends up basically like almost, taking them out and the detonator thing out but she controls it with her powers kind of saves the day and he's like i can't get in the door's locked like you have to go you have to go finish this and he's like i'll see you in heaven we we did it now like you know i'll be I, you've made me a good person you yeah. know by doing this and so it's a really heartbreaking moment where they're between the glass and he's like you know he fires the escape pod right and she's crying and he's upset and he says i love you it's the first time that he said i love you to alfie and she says i love you too and they're able to have that moment she crash lands back on earth the missile detonates nomads gone you know see ya, everything blows up and there's a big celebration down on the ground and they know that you know once once nomad's gone like that's it they don't have the resources to build another nomad that yeah. was their last you thought uh, that about the death star right exactly and then all of a sudden death star too yeah but uh yeah so i mean that's that's pretty much well and we get a moment yeah. of of uh Joshua and my and my right. reuniting that is set up very like that's the only thing where I mean it's a nice moment I love it but it's just like I guess it makes sense because she wanted to reunite them but it's just like of course he left her there I guess the part I didn't like it's not the whole setup of it but Joshua just happens to stumble back through the fields where yeah. she is I mean I mean, I guess that's just it's how it a goes. little bit of a bow. But it's a little bit of it, yeah. but I mean, I love this movie so much that I'm. It didn't totally take me out because I do like the moment where he's like Maya and she's like Joshua, and they embrace, and then the and place then it, blows, and up. Then it blows up, and then it blows up. So yes. yes, it is a nice little moment where they do get to have their, they get to say their goodbyes in a sense. But yeah, so now things are peaceful. I mean, until the U.S. finds another way, of course. Yes, to, to what to we do. Try to, you know, the creator <laughs> too. But, uh, you know, for the moment, though, everything seems good. And Alfie's there and, and is able to be there with their family and saves the day. And yeah, I, I, I really, really liked this movie. It, it felt like an original concept. I know that you said that, uh, of course, all these sci you It's really hard to find sci-fi that doesn't. Yeah. I mean, look at Star Wars. Look at Lord of the Rings. For sure. The hero's journey, all that. It's very hard not to find things that it borrows from. But it felt original enough to me. And because the characters were so fleshed out and the world building was so good and it looked breathtaking, I was just enraptured by the whole the whole world that they had built for it. And I thought it was really interesting. And again, like I teared up a couple times. I thought the, when they get you to care about robots, so to speak, like, yeah. and again, I know the whole point is like, are they just robots? That's the point. But when they, when they get you to care about people or things that have been created, that's when I think they do a really good job. And I found that I was caring about the characters and caring about the machines. Yeah. Uh, just like in Westworld, how it's like, you know, we're humans. So of course, we want to be like, yeah, we want humans to survive. But when you see how terrible humans are, yeah. as Westworld I guess goes I, on. You know? I was just frustrated because I felt like this overall, I liked the movie, yeah. but I thought it was it was really close to it could have been great. 
yeah. instead of good. Okay. And, and so it, I was I was frustrated in that regard. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I, I think the big head scratcher is going to be the complaints you had, which I do think if you read into it more, I just think that they were focusing on the other side, the things we talked about. But I, yeah. I think the takeaway that any detractors or people are on the fence are going to say is it's like you're saying AI is good, like save AI, which I don't think they're saying. I think everyone's for checks and preca- being precautious cautionary and yeah like i i think everyone's for that but we shouldn't just say it's bad destroy it all because yeah it's it can be very helpful as we know from experience so there is a balance there it's also scary knowing how helpful it can be like for us on a show like this if it's gotten so good that it can help at a cost effective way yeah for something as minor as what we do what's the good AI doing. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. What's the expensive stuff that we can't afford? What's it capable of? Oh my gosh. Well, if you think, I mean, there's been, so, we've, I, I told, I don't know if we talked about it, but I think I sent you articles a month or two ago about NVIDIA or NVIDIA who makes graphics cards and gamers know them from their video cards and they also run chips and the Nintendo Switch is based off a nvidia tegra chip and all this stuff but they actually their stock has been like doubling because they invested heavily in ai right and everyone that's doing ai work not i say everyone but like most people are buying the nvidia processors because they have like thousands of cores and do all these calculations right like they've they've invested in that and their investments paying off their stock doubled so not only have graphics cards been going up always for mining and stuff but then mining went away because crypto died off right but they happen to invest in ai like they've chosen the right things and so nvidia is is doing great in that arena and they are spending millions and millions and companies are spending millions google their servers they're buying all these nvidia chips and so the point is, there is some really powerful stuff out there, and their chips are running not only like ChatGPT and MidJourney and all that. Like those are all mostly being ran on these Nvidia servers. But yeah, the, what is the government doing? What is all? I mean, there are so many applications we can't even envision. All we see is like make this Wes Anderson movie look like Lord of the Rings. Like right. we're seeing silly stuff. Yeah, and find curse words edit joe out you know so that right. we don't get in trouble <laughs> you know like we're using it for all these applications but you're right like technology is always lagging a, a little bit like plasma tvs yeah when plasma tvs came out you know and they were expensive but it was like wow you can mount a tv on the wall it was before led and lcd tvs and it was amazing well the navy was using plasma tvs on their ships like 10 years earlier right so we hadn't heard of it until it showed up at best Buy. so much of that stuff has been invented by the government yeah for necessity for, like for like by darpa and yeah, stuff like that like they it's couldn't crazy. have tube tvs on a yeah. submarine there was yeah. no room for that so they invented plasma and then when the technology becomes affordable enough oh best buy start selling plasmas start selling leds like that stuff is always la- staggered so if we're getting this good of chat gpt for silly things and creating pictures yeah what is the one that hasn't been given to consumers yet doing yeah. which is I think automating a lot of probably traffic lights and you know what I mean? Like they're doing a lot of things that they can now automate that humans just don't have the time or even can't do the calculations on. It's too complex. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. So although the movie doesn't get into that, I think that what it does tackle is interesting enough. And uh, I'm sure again, there will be some movie that it talks about the real dangers of AI and it'll be interesting to see what that will be. And for no other reason, it just looks great. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh, this this movie is breathtaking. Again, Greg Frazier, like you know, everyone, you know, you've got all those Dean Cundy and Roger Deakins and all that, and Greg Fraser has become one of those names. Yeah. You know, he is now known like with all these last films that have just looked incredible. So yeah. this is a beautiful looking movie. I mean, if you haven't seen Rogue One, like if you're not a Star Wars person, see Rogue One. That's and probably you the don't l- have to see all the other Star Wars movies for Rogue One to make sense. Yeah. It, it really is. It's a, a new hope story. prequel. So yeah. like it's, I was going to say it's probably the least Star Warsy Star Wars sure. movie. So I would say that's your entry point. Or even if you just want to see one and not care about all the other stuff, yeah. it's a great one to, to check out for sure. So uh, anyway, I guess that's it for this one. Let's, Go around the table, and you can say where to find you. <laughs> this is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett, which you know, I hardly ever even use anymore, X or whatever they call it. Yeah. But uh, follow Circle of Wizards. By the time this comes out, there should be our second episode. So it's myself and Matt F. Bosler, and we're talking about video games. Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and of course, don't forget our Patreon at Patreon.com slash real spoilers so that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time kyoko stabs nathan Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.